Welcome to the Marketing Cocktails Podcast. We're your hosts, Tara Stroger, that's me, a brand designer and sugar addict, and Vanessa Shepard, launch strategist and content creator with the love of all things Disney. Each week, you'll hear our behind-the-scenes conversation and expert advice on marketing and launching your next offer or product, while doing it all ethically and organically and giving that bro marketer advice the boot. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Grab a drink, and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to episode three of the Marketing and Cocktails podcast. Today, we're going to give you some practical tips and tricks on overcoming your fear of selling. I know that this is a really weighty topic for many business owners as we try to find that comfortable balance of selling, but doing so in a way that feels good and true to us. So let's dive right into this episode. Alrighty, today we're talking about ways you can overcome your fear of selling. If you have a business, your goal is probably pretty likely to make money. Uh, I know most people say, <laughs> but the only way to make money is to sell something, either products or services. So what really happens if you're really like deathly afraid of selling, you're probably going to not make as much money and you're going to become managing a hobby instead of running a business. But if you're ready to ramp up your income, then you need to overcome your fear of selling. So we're going to go over some tips for being able to reframe your selling mindset and overcome your fear of selling to the people who are going to absolutely love what you have to offer once they get to know you. So the first tip we're going to run with is don't think of it as selling. Think of it as having conversations. So if you're worried about being perceived as someone who's pushy, hard selling, you know, the used car salesman that everybody hates. Um, then you can start off by simply having a conversation and getting to know the other person. You're not going to be able to convince everybody to buy the first time you meet them, just like in real life, you don't become friends immediately. So you're going to be able to ask them questions about their business, maybe about their personal life, whatever it is that's going to help you really understand them in a better way. By asking those questions, you'll be able to qualify them as a potential prospect or somebody who's not a good fit for you. And then you can follow up with them at a future time. And when we're talking about having conversations, it's not something that is just one method. So there's so many different ways to communicate with people that you can find what works best for you. So some people might like to go and have conversations in DMs on Instagram or Facebook. Other people are email people. Some people are face-to-face people. Other people love taking phone calls. It's a matter of finding what method is that you're most comfortable with and that you're just like feeling that this is a way that you can actually have a conversation and get people to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to ask this question because I know you have a good answer and it's one thing that I struggle with a little bit when I first started is having the conversations for some people once they, like you said, kind of, you know, get into it, find a, you know, commonality and just kind of like talk to someone like they would in person. But then there's a lot of people who say, well, I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't, I don't have an audience. Where do I find the people? Do I have to basically enact the digital version of cold calling? Do I just go into somebody's DMs and be like, hey, how you doing? My name's Terika. It's nice to meet you. Does that work? Is that sleazy? With that high pitchy voice too, that's awesome. <laughs> Please don't do that. 
Yeah. Cold calling, cold calling drives me a little bit nuts. It does work for some things. It works for some industries. If you're a salesperson, you will spend half your life cold calling people. But the people who wind up, the MLM people that hop into your DMs, they friend you on Facebook and they're just there to try and sell you. Those are not people who are open to having conversations. And those are people that almost everybody hates so much so that they get mad from Facebook. So if, and everybody has had this problem, everybody will have this problem. And it depends on how big your network is or how small it is or what your, I don't know how comfortable you are with going out and talking to people. You can find somebody to talk to just about anywhere and everywhere. And yeah, it's going to be hard and it's going to be awful and it's going to feel gnarly. And there's something in your brain that's going to tell you that I have nobody to talk to like ever because I never leave my house. And I walk around my bathroom, and nobody wants to talk to somebody who's walking around their house in their pajamas all day. But you have to get out of your head. So think about how many Facebook groups are you in? Or how many people do you know in your family, your circle of friends, your alumni from school? There's so many different ways to tackle it that if you really start to think about it, you can probably find at least one person to talk to. Even if it's just your friends, to be like, hey, I have this thing. I'm trying to find people that I can talk to about this thing, do you know of anybody? That type of conversation helps too. That's the type of conversation that salespeople have to have all the time. I know when I was in sales, um, I thankfully did not have to cold call that many people because there was always somebody that I could talk to who could refer me to somebody else. And it started with just talking to people that came into the store that would actually reach out because they found our information through awesome marketing materials. But what those times when it was kind of dead and dry and I had to start finding people, <laughs> pulling them out of the woodwork to talk to, then I would go back to the people who I, I'd either already talked to or people I like sort of knew and strike up conversations with them, even if it was just like a, hey, hi, how you doing kind of angle to get in to be able to talk to people. So even though things feel hard. Conversations are hard. I don't know, especially on a Monday. Um, but like there are times where it's going to feel like awful, but know that that's completely honestly normal. And everybody has that thought that I have nobody to talk to, but yet when you really start to think about it and I don't know, journal it out, write it down, make a list of all the different people that you could talk to. Even if you think that those people would have nothing to do with what you're offering. I've made a list of people and been like, these are the people I know. The chances of them actually buying what I'm selling are pretty much slim to none. But nine times out of 10, when I talk to those people, those people know other people that I can talk to. That's true. A super easy way that I've done this. And ironically, I did this uh, when we were in a creation phase. One of our upcoming offers is while I'd be classified as an introvert and just say this guy's not all introverts or antisocial, just means that you don't get your kind of fuel from people. You get your fuel from yourself. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to write a Facebook post on my personal one. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to let people then come to me because I know that at this point, I don't really remember. I think I have maybe 500 to 800 Facebook friends. I'm like, somebody's going to see this post. Somebody will like it. Somebody will comment. And because they comment, then it'll show up in like their feed. And then somebody else will see it. And I don't really have to do any of the hard work. Mine is to respond to the people who already felt some 
visceral reaction to say, ooh, yes, I have that problem, or oh, I have a solution for you. And then I'm like, now I can just use, like Vanessa said, my own community online without having to pick up the phone and talk to anybody, or I don't even have to reach out to somebody and send them like a text message. I just put a post and say, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. Do you think it's a good idea? What can make this better? And you have an easily warm audience. These are people you're used to talking to. Like you said, you went to school with them, you know them through something. And then sometimes I always like at the end to put like a little simple, just piggybacking off of what you said, call action. Hey, if you know somebody else, tag them. Mm-hmm. Let people work for you. <laughs> and that's like the power of people, the power of networking. Even if you're not like, quote unquote, networking, where you're going out to mixers or whatever. Yeah. It's a matter of just letting people, putting it, putting your offer out there or putting what you do out there or who you serve or some little snippet of what you're doing. It's amazing that just putting it out there, how mm-hmm. other people will be like, oh, I might not need that, but I know a guy. Right, exactly. Who might do that or who might need that or I, might, I don't need that now, but I'm going to save that info and I'm going to come back to it later. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's so much, so much power in conversations. It's awesome. Okay, so the next thing we're going to cover is why you should offer your help instead of just hard selling people. I hate hard selling. Can you tell? Um, So think about what is the end result of every product or service? Every product or service out there solves one problem or a problem or two problems, but it should solve at least one. And if it doesn't, you have a problem with your product or service. So approach each potential lead with the idea of helping them solve a problem instead of selling them on your product. Helping has a more positive connotation than selling does. And that kind of frame of thought makes it easier for you to start qualifying conversations. When all a qualifying conversation is, is just something that can help you assess whether or not the person that you're actually talking to could be a good fit for you, or maybe they could be a good connector fit for you. So the connector is that person that's going to be able to connect you to other people who are a good qualifying fit for whatever it is you're selling. Yeah, that's um, an approach I've all, I'm going to say I've always taken because after my first was like my second job, but I was working at Six Flags and my boss just put me right on the front line. And it was like, Tarek, there you go. Get people to come to our booth and buy these customized t-shirts and bags. And I'm like, I don't know how to get these people over here. I don't even want to talk to these people. I want to go in the back and hide. But one thing that I quickly learned and I reframed was at my core, I always love to help people. Usually when I talk to people, I'm always, oh, you need help with that? Sure. I was I was that kid. I was the teacher's pet. I'm going to run and help everybody. So I realized that it the same way if I reframed it and figured out what their issue was or what they were having a problem with, or what could I solve, then that problem solver in me immediately activated. I connected with people a lot easier, felt more comfortable for me. And then on the other end, people felt that authenticity. Cause I'll say this, don't fake help people. If it's not in you and you are a hard seller, then go at it like that. Cause people will at least respect you for coming to them directly and a direct approach, then that kind of twofold approach where you you put that facade up, you act one way when you're really trying to do another, and then people feel so slighted and just taken advantage of at the end of the day. But what I've always done, and as I 
worked through many other jobs after that, I went through the perspective of helping because that made me connect with people easier. They connected with me and they're like, you're working for me. I'm with that. Let me help you. Let me buy a couple extra shoes. You're so helpful. You know, that's a good deal. You got me a good deal. I was only going to buy this one pair of pumps, but you know what? I could use that pair of flats and those boots over there. Let me do that. I racked up one time. I had a customer come in. They were just going to buy a few things. They left spending a thousand dollars when I worked in Banana Republic, <laughs> but it was because they were like, you're just so helpful. You helped me pick out things. You gave me the best deals. You didn't sell me on it. You told me what the flaws of it were, you know, plus the pros. And I made an informed decision. So sure, sign me up. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> Amazing how many supervisors hate when you point out the flaws of a product or service. Yes. <laughs> but that's so crucial. I'm the same way. So I'm also a helper or as people in my family call me, grandma's pet because I help so much. Grandma? Awesome. <laughs> Grandma's pet. Well, I grew up with my grandparents most, a lot of the time with Me around too. cousins. And that was just, that was our family dynamic. It was fun. So yeah, grandma's pet morphed into teacher's pet, which morphed into, you know, somebody's pet out there. It's kind of a, I don't know. My family's weird. It's fun. <laughs> but helping, helping is not a bad thing. So to all the helpers out there, other people will make you feel bad for being a helper. Don't feel bad about being a helper. That's who you are naturally. Embrace it. But I had the same thing, like working in retail sales, the bigger kind of sales environments. I was almost the person who would help people figure out what they came into the store for first and then connect them with what they wanted. And nine times out of 10, they bought something else. Or if they didn't buy something else on the spot, those, those buggers came back and they brought like 10 of their friends and they would only deal with me. I had people, oh my gosh, this is so fun. So I had people when I worked in, in at Skechers, they would come in. And they only wanted to deal with me after one good experience. They were like, no, we don't want to deal with anybody else. I had to have my butt hauled out from like deep back stock because I was an assistant manager. I wasn't just like a salesperson then. And my job that day was to like help unload this gigantic shipment. So I was covered in all the cardboard dust and the dot, the like the gnarly dust that comes with with a deep stock room. I'm like, what do you mean? I need to be out on the floor. <laughs> like, this is, this is not what I'm dressed for today. <laughs> like, this is not cool. But the people didn't care that I looked kind of gnarly. They were like, oh, sorry, we pulled you away from something, but we really need your help. And I helped them and they were awesome. They went away a couple months later, they came back and they kept buying shoes. Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, how many pairs of shoes do you need? I like shoes too, but holy man, what are you outfitting an army? It was awesome. But that's the power of helping people, connecting them with the right product, telling, telling them about the pros and cons about everything on the floor. I actually took those experiences with that one kind of family and would trained my staff on how to do the exact same thing. There was one person, she took it to heart because she was also kind of like a natural helper, a little bit introverted as well. And she became our top performing salesperson. And then I had her work with other new people and we kept the cycle kind of continuing for as long as I was in the store. It was really cool to see the power of just being able to help somebody instead of sitting there hard selling them on every feature and benefit of the actual product. Well, at that point on my last position, I had people who were willing to leave where I was because I said that I was leaving. They're like, well, I guess it's time to go. And I'm like, you didn't come for me. They were like, yeah, I didn't, but I stayed because of you. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. That's powerful. I had the same (laughs) thing. But at the one thing I always like to connect, and this will be my mantra, is 
that at the core of helping you connect with the individual for who they are. There's no fluff or everything. It's a genuine connection. I, you have a need. I have a solution. This is where it is. And in that is that little bit of empathy. So you having a problem. Let me give you a helping hand. Um, now, in business, that helping hand comes with a price tag, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing because at that point, people are still grateful for a solution to the problem that may be having, they're having issues with that they're willing to compensate you like, hey, oh my gosh, you helped me so much. I'm more than willing to pay your price. That's not a big deal. You don't have to be there. It doesn't have to be an issue. That was an issue for me for a while is that I would help people. And then at the end, I'm like, and 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 it it, it, it costs 200 bucks. Can, can you pay that, please? I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> and I felt so bad because I wanted to do it for free. But free doesn't keep a roof over your head. Free doesn't fill your stomach. And free won't keep the electricity on. So at the end of that, you still have to get paid. And you're worth getting paid. You're always worth getting paid. Yes. But that goes, all of that kind of goes into this thing of people are like, holy crap, I need to have conversations and I need to help people. And that sounds like really, really, really big. Sounds like yes. a big, meaty thing. It does sound that way, but the best advice we can give you is to start small. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to try and conquer all of these things or, you know, selling or launching something huge in a single day. You're going to start small. You're going to talk about your business, maybe to family and friends or people, you know, that might fit your audience or who might just be like a good connector person. You can also spread your reach in your local community by networking in person or whether that's at a business event or just the people you meet. It's amazing how many conversations you can strike up in a grocery store. Just put that out there. Or hair salon. Oh, yes. Like when you're in the line at the checkout and you bond over people magazine cover and then that sprouts into a whole nother conversation. And at the end of the day, they're like, it's so nice to meet you. You're like, you too. And in your head, you're like, I don't know that person. How did we end up talking? <laughs> I've had my husband say the same thing. How do you know that lady? I don't. And he's like, uh, you fooled me. I would have thought you guys were friends or something. Yeah. And you get to know people really quickly just by, just by talking to people. And if you think about it that way, like you can network online, you can use social media or groups or whatever. It's whatever you're going to be able to do to just connect with one person. Pick one person a day, one person every few days, whatever frequency you're going to be comfortable with, start small and take it one step at a time. And then basically just rinse and repeat like all of those steps until you have this well-oiled networking machine that be able, is able to produce leads or connections that'll help you take the business you have today and grow over the long term. And that's another thing I kind of want to emphasize. You want to make sure that you're doing this in a way that's ethical and not sleazy and not gross because if you if you do it the other way you know the gnarly way that makes you feel gross and cringy on the inside mm -hmm. the sleazy salesman way those guys those sleazy guys the bro marketers they're out there for quick sales and a quick buck make a million today and just tank their business start another one tomorrow the rest of us who want to do things the right way who want to grow something that has a future and it has legs and provides for our family or provides for the next generations, whatever your, your dream is, those being able to build a business that fulfills that long-term dream takes doing things the right way, doing things ethically, treating people like people. 
being respectful, being kind, being just helpful at, at the base root of it. Because if you're not, then your business isn't going to last very long. That's, that's so true. And I always look at the people who are willing, or I'm not going to say willing at that point, their focus is to make the quick buck. Like how am I make my next dollar that in that transaction of, of speech and communication, everything, because this is it's a transaction in every conversation is a transaction. But in during that process, I almost feel like they fail to see the individual. There, that person doesn't have a face, really. That person doesn't have any feelings. They're just an end to a mean, like means to an end. There we go, other way around. <laughs> but that's what that is and that's why when you come out of those situations you feel as on the consumer end you feel so icky and you're either like oh that was like the most revolting process or you feel like oh man I feel like I was stripped of everything because they don't see you anymore you were just a body and I always push you never want to have that in business you won't have a sustainable business like that nobody wants to feel like oh, all I am is a dollar to you. That's like, in a comparison, I went to a, a small college rather than a big college because I said, I don't want to just be a number. I want you to see my face. I want you to know who Terika is and I want to matter and I want to be able to go to somebody and be able to speak and you're like, oh, hey, Terika, how you doing? You got an issue rather than, oh, hey, you're number 000152. How are you today? <laughs> like, nobody wants that. Having been somebody who's gone to a small college and a big university, I can testify that yes, the small ones, you get, they get to know you a little better. Though, pro tip, it's really hard to skip class at a small institution because oh, they no. know you. <laughs> they know you and they'll be like, and then, and then if you ever had parents or other people come uh -huh. on campus and meet you and they'll be like, well, what happened? Is something, did, did something happen with your family? No, I just didn't want to come to class. Like, <laughs> no, I was just tired that day, but I can't tell you that. Crap. <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. But definitely start small. I fell into the trap of, of selling and it feeling really overwhelming. So I did absolutely nothing um, for a while. I just put my website up and I just hoped by some divine intervention that people would just come my way. That didn't work people. Sorry. I didn't go yeah. viral. Nobody. Feel the dream like the reality. It's a movie. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie, but it's just a movie. Right. And so I, I love this approach because in going through these, these tips that we're giving you to overcome your fear of selling, you also find ones that just feel really good to you. And any, I'm not going to say any action in business, because there's some ones that just don't feel good. Taxes don't feel good. Doing finances don't feel good. The tedious admin stuff for a lot of people don't feel good. I get that. But something as vital to your business as selling, you should find some avenue that a part of it feels good so that you can do it over and over and over again, because you're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to a really good point. Be, to, to find the way that feels good, the, to find the thing that feels good, to find just what feels natural to you too, you're going to need to focus on your goals. Like, why are you in business? Why did you create these products and services? Why, why do you want to help those people 
whoever your people are to solve whatever problem that your product and service solves. And what's your time frame for meeting those goals? Like you need to know kind of what all of those things are so that you can go, okay, so I need to sell this thing. I want to do it by X date. I want to do this many sales. Even mapping out something as simple as that, that's setting a goal basically and giving yourself this like reasonable deadline. And that's going to help you be motivated to sell instead of, yeah, I don't know, I'm, I, I don't feel like it today. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go binge watch some Netflix shows and pop some popcorn and, and just curl up my blanket and hope that tomorrow is a better day. When really every single day that you take one small action and you only have to break it down, do one thing a day, talk to one person a day, take one step every single day so that you're working towards that deadline. So you're working towards those goals, be able to fulfill them. If you have a supportive spouse, talk to them. If you have a business partner, talk to them. If you have somebody who's just helping to keep you accountable, who's just a really good friend, a really good support, talk to that person, share your goals with them, share your deadline, share why, what makes you motivated, speak it out loud, write it in a journal, whatever's going to help you to stay focused on why the heck you're doing this in the first place. Because when other people wind up asking you about, well, how's it going? What progress have you made? Are you making progress? How's it feeling? Like, who have you talked to today? All those little questions. I know sometimes they feel like a hell of a day. You're like, oh, I didn't talk to anybody today. I feel really (laughs) guilty. Don't, it's okay. Just know that you need to take one step today. But being asked about your progress, that helps you, that helps keep you motivated, even if you don't realize it. Because there's somebody else out there who's in your corner who can actually like, they want to see you succeed as much as you want to see you succeed. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And setting those goals and even getting to the point, like you said, that you want to sell, maybe you're, you have an offer out there and it's a service, a one-on-one service. I want to book X amount of clients this month. Cause then it'll help me meet my revenue goal. I want to sell X number of products. Cause that will help then you can take that plan of action and then institute ways to sell to help you meet that goal. But then you can do them in ways that maybe don't take as much effort. Maybe you take the time to go live and then you save that live and then you break it up into pieces where there's part of it where you address questions that are issues for your potential client and then you schedule those to go onto your Instagram or you put them on IGTV and you push people to that. Did you have to get on a call and talk to anybody? No, but you had to do the work on the back end to still push your message out there. So that's still a form of having a conversation. You still have a form of selling. You have a call to action at the end of that and then people can still drive, but you still in the midst of it have to do something because doing nothing it's no results. I'm an testament of that. Lack of planning gets you no results. <laughs> Sometimes you can pull some shit together. We've all done it. I pull a paper together in like two hours and sometimes it flies. Sometimes it flies, sometimes it doesn't. But when you get into presenting an offer or selling, you don't want to rush those things. You don't want to just pull it out of your butt and be like, here you go, guys. I have this thing. Now, I do agree that sometimes done is better than perfect. You don't have to agonize over it, but you need to have a plan in in motion 
to get this traffic that you want to have these conversations you want to as a good transition to the next step to get people excited about what you have to offer yeah and if you are one of those last minute people it's okay we've all been there we've been last minute people too yes i'm notorious especially with school projects i don't know <laughs> anyway but if you're always a last minute person and you're never planning you're not building a long-term business. You're not thinking about how to set up that foundation. And we're going to keep coming back to that week after week. We're going to come back to building this foundation. So if you're, if you're really not excited about your products and services, A, you're, you're walking down the wrong path, man. Yes. If you can't be excited about the products and services or the people you're serving, then you maybe picked the wrong offer, the wrong product, the wrong service, the wrong people. For you sure. need to be able to cut through all of the crap and all of the hardship and all of the overwhelm and the gnarliness that comes with building your own business, you need to be able to be excited about your products and services. You need to be able to be excited about even some of your audience and some of the people you're serving. Granted, you're not going to be excited about all of them. There are, there are going to be hiccups. There are going to be things. That's fine. That's human nature to have that thing. But at the core of it, if you can't be excited about your products and services, and you're not proud of what you're offering, you're doomed to failure. Oh, I mean, for sure. And I'm going to continue to use real world examples, but how many times have you walked into the store and there's a salesperson that come in and they're like, hi, welcome to store X. How are you doing today? Just look around, tell us what you like. Maybe we'll help you. Maybe we won't. I'm a robot, man. Oh, you don't want to be here. You don't seem interested in a product. If I ask you questions, you don't have any answers. Like, I'm going to leave. I'm good. I'm going to go across the street to the store that comes in and says, hey, how are you today? What are you looking for? Oh, okay. They seem a little more upbeat. Oh, I'm looking for, you know, a new computer. Come this way. Let's show you all these things. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen our new model? It's amazing. That vibrancy right there I'm like oh I'm a little in tune why they are they like super excited about this product because they get commissioned or they're super excited because it's amazing I don't know but I'll listen to you and <laughs> they will tell you one way or the other I've actually had salespeople to be like yo I'm just here to pay for my school tuition the product is great I use it I have to I get it I get a discount on it I'm gonna I'm gonna use it but I'm really excited about commissioning and hooking you up with the product I've had people tell me that it's hilarious. And, that's and not just the fact that they're blatantly honest, and I thought it was hilarious. Because in my oh, yeah. opinion, I never would have done that. But I've also had the other people, when you walk into, I don't know, some store, and they're like, oh my gosh, I love this thing over here. What do you need to do with this product? Oh, that one's not for you, but I love that one. But if I was you, and I only needed to use it for X, I'd use this other one over here. Those people yeah. you can tell are excited about what they're doing and what they're selling. Yeah, and you just, you, when there's an excitement behind it, either you put all your blood, sweat, and tears to creating it, and you just are excited about the solution that it provides for people, um, excited for the value, excited that you're finally finished, um, that it's out in the world. Take that, that energy and put it into your delivery when you have conversations, when you write your emails when you get on live because people feed off of that energy mm -hmm. they're like oh my god they're excited they're pumped about this it has to be good like at least if nothing else i gotta go read the sales page because they're coming with this crazy energy like every time i see them talking they're so excited about it 
because they realize the value. At that point, I've had people talk to me, oh my God, this is the best one. I'm like, sure, it is, it is. No, let me tell you why it's amazing. All right, go ahead, keep going. After a while, it does sound kind of good. Okay, keep going. Ooh. Can I test that? Like, I don't and know. You were getting excited, even though you were like, I'd rather be anywhere else. Like, <laughs> exactly. throw me into a dumpster fire instead of being here <laughs> buying this thing. But by the end of it, you're like, I'm so stoked for whatever it is I just bought. Yeah, exactly. And even if I don't buy it, I show appreciation to the person like, hey, I chose at this time. Maybe it really wasn't in my budget. Like, I really even can't make it work. But man, do I appreciate the energy you brought, the information you brought, the even answers to some of my problems or my questions that you had. Oh my gosh. Even if I don't buy now, coming back again. It goes back to that story that you gave people such a good experience. Oh, yeah. They're bringing like 10 people. Like I didn't buy today, but y'all, she's amazing when she's on the floor. So much energy. She's so helpful. You gotta go. Like you just, even if you buy one thing, come on, go with me. Because unfortunately in business right now, whether it's brick and mortar or online, finding that really just good overall experience is hard to find. It, it, it's not as common as it should be. And so when you give that just amazing energy and that solution like people are remembering you it sticks in the brain and even if they don't buy right now they'll come again next time maybe they really can't afford it but they're like I'm saving her I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back again and see what she's offering like maybe in like a couple months when I have a little bit more available yeah. income and we see that happen all, all the time in the online space the offline space you'd be really surprised how many people are just like I so vibe with your energy that I, I saved, like I, I worked an extra job, I did this thing and I saved up and I'm here because I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah, and that's so amazing, that's so validating. When someone comes to you and says that they were willing to go those routes, positive routes, like guys don't go and get a new credit card, max it out, put yourself in crazy debt, but people willing to make, you know, do sacrifices or work more or take time, whatever, because they feel like your service or what you have to offer is so valuable that they're willing to do that. That's validating. It's humbling. It's like, oh gosh, this is why I do this. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you're somebody who's feeling like, oh my gosh, I could never get to that point. You'll get to that point. You absolutely will. Because when you're proud of what you're offering, it's so much easier to get into selling mode. It's so much easier to have conversations with people. And all it takes is like doing your market research, understanding your audience's pain points, being able to relate to people on a human level. Don't be a robot. Um, creating that product or service that's going to alleviate those pain points, just making whatever it is you're offering the absolute best it could be. Don't overpromise and underdeliver. Underpromise and overdeliver every single time. You're going to blow people's minds every single time, and your excitement will become contagious among your followers, your fans, and even people you don't know, because those followers and fans are going to go tell 10 of their friends and they're going to come back your direction. And it 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 all comes back in, in a big, huge circle which is pretty awesome. And kind of as a bonus tip, ask for testimonials from happy clients yes, uh, yes, yes, or people who just told you how much they loved your thing, whatever it is you're selling, whether it was a product that they loved or your website, that darn social media post, those are all testimonials. Save them 
If you do nothing else with them, you should be using them in your marketing and we will get into that more later. But if you do nothing else with them, read them when you have a moment of doubt. Let those happy testimonials lift you up because reading those success stories and the kind words will do wonders for if you're having a moment of doubt, if you're not feeling as confident as you were a couple months ago, those things help more than you realize just to like pick you up and to build your business and to help in your marketing. Oh yeah. I have a whole note section with good things that people say. (laughs) (laughs) I've saved every like little letter or note or whatever for, from my whole career, which is like a long time. It's been crazy. (laughs) And also remember to be yourself, just be yourself when you're promoting your business offerings. Don't try to copy your competition. Please don't become a a carbon copy of somebody else online. That's, that's, that's weird. That's getting into robot territory. Don't do that. Don't try to emulate your favorite mentor, guru, bro marketer next door. Don't do that either. Nobody likes that. They also hate it. And most people will come after you legally. Not a good thing to do. You at your core are unique. Your people will be attracted to you because you're unique. I have people who come to me just because I like bright colors. I have a love of travel, a love of Disney. I have a weird, quirky personality. And because I am the ultimate marketer that people have met. And people come to me because that's me. And they're okay with it. Even if I have my moment of doubt. And I'm not okay with it on some days. Because I'm unique and because Tarek is unique in her own way. People come to her because she's got teal hair. And because she's a killer at delivering an awesome customer service that they make, she asks, she asks tough questions like a bajillion times over people come back. They're like uncomfortable as hell. And you're like, crap, they're never coming back. And then they'll come back and be like, here's the thing. Ask me some more questions. I dare you. I'm ready for you this time. And it's amazing, but people will come to you because you're unique. Every single person out there is unique. And as long as you're yourself, you're not trying to be somebody you're not, you're not trying to fake it totally till you make it. People will come, they'll find you. And it's just a matter of, you might not have a conversion problem, you might have a traffic problem, just being able to get in front of enough people. And sometimes that takes time and that is totally okay. You're going to make it work out. Yep, for sure. So we're going to wrap it up for the day, but if you need more action tips for confident selling, you're going to want to join our membership group, Launching Made Simple. Mm-hmm. where we'll be discussing all things launching, marketing those fancy products and services we've been yakking about, and even touching on how to fine-tune your marketing for increased profits. Oh yeah, you can increase your profits. We'll help you. One of the topics we cover is sales. It's embedded into the core of marketing. It's a good half of the process. It's awesome. And that whole process of making sales easier when you have the right sales copy and the right tactics in place. And that's something we definitely cover um, inside of the core of Launching Made Simple. And we're constantly giving our students lots of action steps that they can put to use right away with feedback to help keep improving their offers, their funnels, and their launches. Visit she'sgotvision.com to join, and we can't wait to see you inside the group. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find the show notes at she'sgotvision.com slash podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And because word of mouth is still the best marketing avenue, please tell a friend to share it. If you do, don't forget to tag us at She's Got Vision on all platforms. 
Until next time, y'all, we're wishing you much success. And remember, there's always time for cocktails.